okay. Let's uh let's run the thing and then we can get really right. Okay. Do it. Well, hello, once again, you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection, broadcasting to you throughout the multiverse, Steamverse, from our various bunkers and airships. With me, as always, is Fax, Gentleman Adventurer. Hello, hello. <laughs> with me is Jack from Steam Chest. Hello. <laughs> and with us today, Master Blue Stocking from <laughs> Steampunk Dollhouse Podcast. So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about Steampunk, most likely, because what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. And here Yuck we are. are. Here we are. Happy New Year. Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, we, we haven't had one since or financially. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> All the ways. <laughs> I have to apologize. I feel like it was it was my fault that we missed the last episode of uh, of 2020. Um, 2020 or twenty. We, I mean, it probably was your fault we lost the episode. Now we're 2022. Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my fault. Um, I'll start by saying there was there's this Google Fiber that came through our neighborhood, and the sales guy was really uh, convincing, and I signed up for Google Fiber. And so uh, the day before our show was supposed to be on, which was Monday after Christmas, we had the we had the day off, so I had the guy come in and connect the new Google Fiber, and they chopped off my old uh, old cable internet. Oh no! Oops. And everything was yeah, great. And he left to his next job, and in an hour, the whole thing had gone kaput, stopped working entirely. <laughs> no. And I'm, I'm texting Google. I'm like, "It's not working. You got to come back." They're like, "Oh, we can't. We can't bring him back. We're really." backed up and uh we can get him back in a couple of days oh no so we lost like a day of work because erica needed to go back to uh back to working next the next day tuesday and uh and then i wasn't able to to show up for the show and then jack and blue stocking made up excuses of their own and we didn't have it i'm sorry blame you straight up because you weren't going to be here anyway so <laughs> don't you guys have families that you were spending time with, I'm sure, and yeah, but uh, but we're back, back with the new year, the new season. This is like season six for this show. It's been a while, uh, which is which is crazy. The the is Jack frozen. Jack, are you frozen? No, there he is. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, apparently my phone had had an issue. I'm in the back room, so I don't have a, as much connection as I normally would. So that might happen a couple of times. So bear with me with yeah, my own let, technical issues. Sorry, let me get the cat out of the way. <laughs> Your saber-toothed tiger out of the way? Yes. He's very large. Ah, it's great to but be back, everybody. Room, Jack, I, I see you do have a new chair that looks very fancy. It is like a throne. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my... This is my room, so I'm actually oh. sitting on my bed at the moment. Ooh, you sleep like a king. I, I do, I do. I do sleep like a king. This is my favorite mattress. I have a favorite mattress, apparently. Your priorities just rotate them out with my unfavorite. It's got a closet over there. The, when you get older, the things that were important to you are very different. Yeah, when you travel outside of your home and you stay at someone else's house and you sleep in their guest bed, then you come home. 
you don't realize how nice your own bed is until you like lay down and your body, your, your back just like spreads out. And all of a sudden the pain you've been feeling for the last four days just goes away. Oh, right. This is my bed. No wonder. Exactly. You slide back into your divot. Yeah. Just my divot. Just <laughs> everything locks into place. <sighs> Were you traveling to see family over the holiday? Is that what? Uh... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I went back to my mom's place, hung out with my brother my uh, nieces that are now 16 and 19 and uh, it was fun. It was fun. A lot of fun. We cooked steaks and it was 90 degrees outside. We actually left when I mean, we got, we, we couldn't do Christmas, Christmas. So we did the uh, th- um, new year's. So we're outside st- cooking steaks. It was 90 degrees. We're sweating. By the time we got the steaks done, which you know that like a steak is like a 10 to 25 minute ordeal. Once you get the fire lit and all that stuff, you're actually cooking it. Right. Well, the temperature dropped. From 90 degrees to 28 in 11 Where were minutes. you? We were up in there, San Angelo, Texas. You know the day, like, so the yeah, day that everything it... got ridiculously cold within yeah. the day. It mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, it yeah, we went from 90 degrees to 28 in 11 minutes where I was. The steaks literally almost turned to ice cubes before we could get them in the house. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, we're sitting out there, like, having fun and drinking beers to the point where we're like, None of us had coats. <laughs> Freezing to death or <laughs> the steaks cooked so we can go inside. Winter in Texas, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yep. It's like if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Literally, yeah. Or you know, of course we're almost in February now. I I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> <sighs> buy some toilet paper. Just buy some water, some toilet paper, some easy to make food and just kind of bear with it. See what happens. Firewood. Yeah. Get firewood. I don't have so, a fireplace. I don't either. But yeah. set a fire you in your living light. room. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, you set a fire outside to help, help, help milk the snow if you need to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, last year we were we downloaded a bunch of episodes of The Mandalorian, and we just got in bed and watched The Mandalorian on my iPad. <laughs> we only had one hour of power every 48 hours. That's so why I, we frantically downloaded yeah, so we we our, our phones we turn on message family saying we're okay and then turn the phone off again. Uh, we did watch The Mandalorian. That was our one thing. Um, let's see what else was it? Oh, since we only had one hour every forty-eight, I rigged up one of our uh, power wands, uh, the thing that has multiple plugs in it. I put in our Instapot, my coffee machine, and the crock pot. And so since it was already about 48 degrees in my home, I didn't really care less. I didn't really care about the fact that, you know, I have meat sitting out because it's just as cold in the refrigerator as it is on out, you know, in my kitchen. So anytime I had power come on, all three of those things would kick on. The heater would kick on for an hour, approximate 45 minutes most of the time, because it, we weren't on a rolling anything. It was they would just couldn't yeah. keep the power up. And so I would have at least like I'd wake up at six in the morning and I could smell coffee. And like steak or pork roast and beans, and I'm just like, hell yeah, we're good for a little while longer. <laughs> Quick before it gets cold, chug the coffee. Yeah, there was no rolling, but we have a gas stove, so we were. I was able to just take a chicken out of the freezer, drop it into a pot, and just leave it the stove on all day. Toss some rice in later. Yeah, but yeah, that was. I had a space heater pointed underneath the the sink the ki- because our kitchen plumbing is on the on an exterior wall Ooh. so as soon as the power would come on i'd shuffle into the kitchen and turn on the space heater so it would heat up under yeah there was not a lot of sleep for anybody i don't think those 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 that week 
I mean, it was outside of all the survival bits, it was actually really calming. And it reminded me of a time when humanity basically had to work really hard for about six months of the year and then hunker down for about three of them and do nothing but just think of new things to make their life easier once the snow went away. Well, and tell stories. Yeah. Tell stories, make cool stuff, and eat. Why can't we do that for two to three months a year? I think that 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 ship has sailed. (laughs) (laughs) Damn technology and civilization. Man, I'm I'm confused as to you guys like got power for forty five minutes every two days. Oh, when our power went out, it was gone. Oh. It was how many days? Three, three days straight. Uh, oh, no well, near the end. Yeah, once everything started melting, but like for the first four days, we had power for like a couple hours every two days. Yeah, but then there was that nice long stretch where the power was completely out. And our water started running out because there's a water tower over here, but the pump wouldn't turn on because there's no power. So yep. you just like, you notice the water pressure was just slowly oozing downwards. And so everyone had their sinks on to keep plumbing from freezing. Yep. We already filled up both of our bathtubs with water so we could at least flush the toilets. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that was, it was fun. It was fun. Too much fun. Yeah, but I mean, the outages were so inconsistent though, because where I am in Denton, we were... We had like half an hour and then we'd be out for several hours and we would get like 45 minutes and we'd be out for seven hours. But mm. people that I knew, you know, that lived five miles away in Corinth had nothing. I mean, I had friends that had to flee to other parts of Texas because they had no power and no water. So it was very random and inconsistent. There was no rolling. Whatever they were trying no, to tell us. It wasn't true. Now, I did also know that they were... <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> However... If you live close to a hospital and you're on the same grid as the hospital, that the power doesn't go down. Yeah. yeah, because a friend of mine lives near a warming station. My advisor, actually, she lives near a warming station, so she never lost power. Yeah, so if you live near a warming station or a hospital or the, whatever it was, then yeah, you were you were good to go. But yeah, but the it was... main problem was is the fact that the power to keep the pipes warm enough to allow natural gas to flow through them failed. So they couldn't actually start more generators once they ended. And they couldn't keep them going because the f- once you start running natural gas quickly through a pipe, it gets cold. So, <laughs> yeah. It was bad. But here's, what I, whole thing. And here's what gets me. They're trying to blame this all on, oh, yeah, all the solar and the wind failed. and just catastrophically knocked down the system. I'm just like, all right, so, yeah, I can see the fact that you'd have to de-ice the, wind, you know, the windmills maybe. But solar? You knock the snow off and it works again. And you start looking at it like, oh, so you're blaming 8% of Texas's power on, on the whole issue? That yep. tells me, what happened about the, 90, the other 92%? Why did it fail then? <sighs> yeah. Yep. And what a lead into what are we drinking? Oh, I know. Oh, who wants to start? Mine is boring. I'm drinking the same apothic red I usually am. Hey, if you like it, you like it and go with it. I like a routine. I have ADHD. I work well with routines, including what I drink. <laughs> oh, crud. Is that actually a key factor of, of ADHD is routine? Um, keeping me focused. Routines are, that's a conversation for that different con. But yeah, that's, I need routines to keep me focused. That's why I've been able to get through school because I have 12 different organizers and planners and systems and a husband who helps keep me on track. But routine is really important. Oh, crap. I might be yeah. ADHD. A lot of people our age are, especially women my age. But again, different conversation. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really excited to tell people about what I want, but it depends. Dax, what do you have? Uh, well, 
I, I talk about this at least once every year. I am not drinking alcohol tonight. I am drinking that hot Dr. Pepper. <gasps> oh, we're, we're in hot Dr. Pepper weather. <laughs> uh, don't knock it till you try it. I didn't uh, say <laughs> No, you didn't have to. It, I could read it on your face. I don't like um, Dr. Pepper anyway, so I'm not a good judge of that. <laughs> this is this is the most bizarre stuff. I mean, there's there's nothing to it except you take your Dr. Pepper, or in this case, my HEB branded knockoff Dr. Pepper. You know, warm it up till just short of boiling, but don't boil it. And then you uh, put a, a couple of uh, wheels of lemon sliced onto the top, and that is the most important thing. The the lemon. Uh, changes the the uh, nature of the drink entirely and it's hot and soothing on a cold night like we're getting tonight uh it's awesome and weird <laughs> does the lemon cut the sweet because that's my problem with dr pepper is that it's so sweet it just uh kind of i mean it's still a sweet drink it's like drinking sweet hot tea sort of okay i i've had it and i will admit it's it's one of those things that if offered, I'm definitely going to have it again. It's just it's never something I'm going to ever think about making on my own. <laughs> it's true. I, I probably wouldn't have it, except there's this show where we talk about drinking. <laughs> I mean, that, that's fair. One day I may come on here with a purple cow and have to explain myself. I might have to make some mold wine next time, <sighs> which is excellent. I haven't made that in a while. And before the show, we were talking about Russian tea. Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, is that's what uh, Erica, who is off camera over here, is drinking. Uh, that is crazy. She said this was very popular in the 70s when we were kids. She thought this was super fancy. I never heard of it. Instant tea and tang and a package of powdered lemonade. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have Lex over here now listening in. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So apparently you somehow missed the 70s or something. Crown clothes. Weird. <laughs> I'm sure the Russians would be offended. <laughs> Do you what is this tea you speak of? I, I, was in, I was in Pennsylvania and some little deli was advertising real Texas Coney Island wieners. What? And I got very angry. Pennsylvania is a weird place. <laughs> it's like you're offending the people from Texas and Coney Island at the same time. <laughs> you're offending everyone. Yeah. It might be bigger than Coney Island wieners. That might be right. Yeah. Lex is over here explaining some things. So Pennsylvania is by a lot of times when they say Texas anything, it just means it's like gratuitously bigger than it yeah. would be the other place. Yeah, Texas sized. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's actually a thing pretty much all over the United States. And Texas likes it so much that we start making like Texas waffles and Texas toast. <laughs> everything. We're just like, we're going we're gonna to feed this because it feeds our ego. We don't need the rest of the United States to encourage us to do this. We would do it. We would do it anyway. anyway. But we're also being encouraged by places like California. Did you know the star on California's flag is because Texas has a star and they like us so much? Aww. <laughs> I don't believe you. We did it first. <laughs> so there's a guy that's called, uh, that does, that's Cody, that does the Alternate History Hub YouTube. He actually went over every state flag in their meeting. And he's just like, you know, the star on California's flag is because Texas. Yep. 
Well, it's kind of like how um, so UT Austin's colors are orange and white. Well, the University of Tennessee, their colors are also orange and white. And their university was founded after ours. And they specifically did it because there's this constant feud between Texas and Tennessee. Um, I don't know if you you know the, the state song, The Yellow Rose of Texas, but the last line of it is the yellow rose of Texas beats the bells of Tennessee. And it has literally been an ongoing feud for like hundreds of years. And it makes zero sense because nobody cares. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that a reference to Tennessee whores as well? Yes. Yes. I mean, cause I know what the yellow rose of Texas is. Yeah. I think we all know what that song's about. Yeah. And if you don't, yeah. you need to do research. But I mean, uh, you know, in the 1800s, you didn't have anything else to do. There was no TV. What are you going to do? Your states are going to drink, fight, you know. fight. Yeah. Another thing. People up in the floor of Congress, you know. Right. That's, that's back when men were dueled in Congress. That are in the bath. I'll be back. All right. So she's going to go drown some children. La Llorona, Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> if she's wearing a white dress, get the children away from her. Uh, she's she's a monster. That's who she. That's her character. She's our. She's already. Oh heck! What is her character name again? She's a Rizalka. So drowning drowning people is her thing. Oh, uh, Rizalka. Yeah. The only reason I don't get drowned is I don't have a skull that works out well. Alrighty. Anyway, moving on to drowning. Those of you who really really like um, pecan praline will love this. It is pecan praline whiskey and cream liqueur, and oh my god. This stuff would make – my brother gave me this, and he told me I need to get this and one other – I have the coffee liqueur in the other room and make a, um, a white Russian with it. <laughs> and so I'm going to, but until then, this is the best thing I've ever had to put in coffee. Like Bailey's – there's no reason to buy Bailey's now. This is it. This is the thing. And uh, oh, my God, it's delicious. So, yeah, I'm having pecan praline whiskey and cream liqueur. Wow. It's fancy. I'm curious, but a little scared. <laughs> oh, if you if you like, like pecan coffee is pretty good, but this would make any coffee pecan coffee. They've really got a good flavor in here. I will keep I'm, that in mind. And it's like, what is it like, seventeen percent alcohol? So it's pretty good. <laughs> That's about the same, same percentage as a wine, right? Maybe a little higher. <laughs> a little higher. Ports are about thirteen percent. Yeah. That's a pretty heavy. That's a pretty heavy wine. So yeah, it's like a wine and a half. You have a tiny cup. <laughs> How many tiny cups do you think I may have already had? I was gonna say he's going through pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, I am using my National Security Intelligence Agency cup. So I, I got it's an NSA. It's an NSA shot glass. I'm just waiting for him to start drinking straight from the bottle. He's <laughs> young. Show. <laughs> there we Did go. anybody bring their homework? Watching <sighs> along, I want to make sure we're 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 covering our bases. Who's got uh, yeah, I have homework. I have my homework. homework. I got homework. Yay. Who has the best homework? Raise your hand. <laughs> Jack, I saw your hand first. You go first. Oh. Is, it, is it because I'm above her? This is. I'm pretty sure this is all sexist. Oh, okay, <laughs> ladies first. Ladies first. Uh, just, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Jack, you go first. You had your hand up. All right. So I've been meaning to read this, and I haven't had a time. So this is going to be really short, I'm sure. But uh, it is Steampunk Fairy Tales. It is a book. 
And essentially, it's little short stories that are eh, they're based on a lot of the same um, kind of um, Grimm's fairy tale kind of thing. The uh, but they're they're differently named. The stories are pretty decent from just looking over them here. I mean, I'm, I am interested in them. Uh, the back says uh, "Strange Magic." A toy shop owner builds a pair of magic clockwork dolls that delight a factory town. A three-inch tall samurai faces a giant iron ogre with only a sewing needle and a coin. A scientist seeks an antidote to his formula gone wrong with the help of his partner's beautiful daughter. All of these stories and more are included in the steampunk fairy tales written by authors from three different continents. Each enchanting tale combines the futuristic Victorian concept of steam and fashion with memorable stories from the recognizable Jack and the Beanstalk to perhaps the unfamiliar works from many other countries. So it's kind of a steampunk take on uh, a lot of little fairy, fairy tales. So it's not necessarily based on Grimm, but just on fairy just, tales yeah. in general? I think I think they're not dark, very dark. Um, just from what I got from just kind of flipping through, it would be just fine for me to read to my eight-year-old. And uh, that's, I mean, not not all steampunk has to be Cthulhu, but uh, <laughs> as much as true, we like it. There's only so after you've met Cthulhu a couple times and had a couple beers with him, you know, it's, it's kind of like it's just nothing's that scary afterwards anymore. But that's what I've been saying. Steampunk can be so many things. It doesn't have to I be, know. you know. So that's cool. that's cool. I've never heard. Is that new or? Um, it's. Let's see here. Give us a nice timing on it. 2016, actually, and I only found it recently. And those of you who are in Steam Chest will be getting a copy of this shortly. So don't all of y'all run out and just buy it. Um, so, yay. Cool. And that's good, it. Actually. That was fast. I'm sorry. Next time I'll... Uh, <laughs> I swear I have more. It's just I can't go into any detail. <sighs> I didn't find that cool website again. You know? The next, the next cool like, I can't stay on top forever. You guys are going to beat me out. <laughs> okay, that well... Means- Blue stocking, you you uh, had your hand up second, so uh, <laughs> yes. Or you can okay. pass, whichever you like. Nope, I I'll try to keep it succinct. I, it's not I'm not really good at that, but um. So the end of December. Um. Well, let me start off by saying there's a series of books called the Invisible Library series. Um. I never got a chance to do this on my show, and I wish I had. But at the end of December. The final book, the eighth book in the series, was published. Uh, the books are by Genevieve Cogman, and personally, they're important because they're going to be part of my dissertation. But essentially, these books are about a, a li- it's, it's a library with a capital L, the library. It's a library that holds together a infinite multiverse, and the books center on one particular person. Her name um, is Irene, and... Irene Winters is the librarian that is the protagonist. And these are these are librarian spies. They are agents of the library. And her home world is a steampunk Victorian world. Um, and one of her compatriots is a knockoff of Sherlock Holmes. Um, but what they have to do, the librarians go out into this multiverse and they have to get original books from these universes and bring them back to the library in order to maintain stability of the multiverse. But there are dragons and there are fairies within all of these worlds. And the dragons are creatures of high order. And there are fairies that are creatures of extreme chaos. And so in worlds where the dragons are 
plentiful, the world is very high order. In worlds where the fairies hold sway, the world is chaotic and wild. And so they have to try to maintain a balance. Um, but the librarians will go out into these worlds. Sometimes they'll get the books by asking, uh, but most of the time they steal them. And there are, you know, wild adventures when they go out and they have to steal these books. But the books that they get, like um, Grim Fairy Tales, for example, the Grim Fairy Tales exist in a whole lot of worlds. And in one world, they had to get a copy that had one story that was only available in the Grimm book, the original book, in one world. It didn't exist, and the story didn't exist in any other Grimm editions in any other worlds, but that was needed to make stability for this multiverse. But it's, like I said, there some of the worlds are steampunk, some of them are high tech, or what we would consider cyberpunk. And what makes it so much fun is her trying interacting with all these characters and the, the ploys and the things that she has to go through to get these books. And especially when she interacts with the fairies, because the fairies are, if you're interested in narrative and storytelling, the fairies are creatures of narrative. So they are archetypes. There is the cardinal, who is the religious archetype, and they play to their story. And anyone who, any human who comes into their orbit will get sucked into the story if they're not careful and become a player in the story. So it's it's a really good series about the way we see literature and the way narrative works and how these archetypes have entered our consciousness over, you know, a thousand years. So it's just, it's a beautiful series. And like I said, we, it's, she says that she's done, but maybe not. So it's, and they're, you know, they're quick reads. The audiobooks are really good too, if that's your jam. The audiobooks are brilliant. Um, but they're just, like I said, they're, her, her main world is the steampunk world, you know, but, and there's airships and, you know, all the exciting things that we like. But it's, it's going back and forth through these different worlds and try to, trying to save the universe. And there's alchemy, which I love alchemy in my steampunk. So, you know, that's always a good time. But I... <laughs> I think y'all, I think everybody would really enjoy it. It's, it's exciting and it's fun. And, you know, I mean, secret agent librarians. Yeah. I was like to say, it's almost like the mummy. I'm a librarian. (laughs) It's so good. And there's one part, I can't remember which book it was, but they're talking about how they're going to descend in the librarian strike team alpha. (laughs) There's a librarian strike team. (laughs) Librarians have a, have a SWAT team. Yes, there is a librarian strike team to come in and cleanse the situation. So it's it's bananas, but it's just it makes you think about literature and how we all view it, and you know how literature can hold a universe together. Mm-hmm. Literature keeps a universe, a world stable, and we need these stories in our lives. And there there is they do bring in um like I said the grim fairy tales come into it, which obviously you know appeals to me, but. It's just, there's a reason I'm using it for my dissertation, because it also involves libraries that are keeping information from the regular people, because humans don't know about the library. Dragons and fairies know about it, but most humans don't know about it. It's a secret. So when humans How much of this revolves around the Vatican? Huh? No, there's the Vatican's. Well, I mean, the Vatican probably exists in many of the universes, but they don't. Like I said, there's the cardinal archetype of the fairies, Mm -hmm. but the religion doesn't really play into it. So, yeah. Oh, but it's... No, I think Jack was meaning... The library in the Vatican, which is secret and we can't look at. 
Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's the same kind of situation. It's there are secrets, and the, in the eighth book, we finally because I've been dying. The eighth book, we finally find out what is going on and where this library came from, who created it, and why. And you know the because inevitably, when you have a secret organization, it's going to be corrupting. It's just anything like this, a big the big you know capital S secret corruption is going to creep mm-hmm. and it's going to be very it's going to end very far from where it started so that's yeah it's it's definitely worth the read and i highly recommend the whole series it was just it's fun like if they would make this into a tv show it would be it would be awesome huh so, you should have started yeah. with the corruption now i'm interested <laughs> yeah now i'm just like I'm, oh. well because the way it works the librarians all the librarians are literally bound to the library to the point that they all have a brand across their shoulder, bl- an alchemical brand on their shoulder blades, and they can speak a capital L language and let lets them push people to do what they want to do. If they swear something in the language, they cannot go against it. You know, it's so the language is is how they function and how they operate. It's and it to anybody that hears it, it sounds like it sounds like it's coming through in whatever their native language. But it's yeah. So there's there's like I said, there are secrets in the heart of the library, and it's it's so much fun. It really is. So yeah, I love it. I love some of these <laughs> ideas. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was not what I was expecting when I started it, but highly recommend the Invisible Library series. Genevieve Cogman. All eight books are out now. And she's actually a really nice person. I've chatted with her a few times on Twitter. She's really sweet. So, and she seemed excited that I was using her books in my dissertation. So, <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. That was my homework. Thank you. <laughs> that was really good homework. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate you on the show because you read a lot more than I do. <laughs> and I, I want the show to talk about books, but I cannot do it. I try. I don't read nearly as much as I used to because it's all school reading now, but. Yeah, some of these, the steampunky ones, yeah, I, I will make time. So I like it. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like it, too, because I need, I need more people feeling out good books because I've run into too many bad books lately. And now here I am again reading more like financial books and mm-hmm. literally actually books I haven't read yet. I have my phone sitting on right now, which is the trilogy of Thrawn that I haven't got to read yet from Star Wars. And uh, so those, some of us would know what that is. But yeah, so I, he's written three books over the last five years. I only read like half of one of them. I've only had time to. Now I have all of them sitting here from like Christmases and birthdays and just keep Aww. looking at them every night going, one day I'll be not tired enough when I go to bed to read some of this. What I did, I made myself every night for at least five minutes. I do pleasure reading before I go to bed. I started that when I started school because I was reading so much heavy mm-hmm. duty stuff that when I started school, five at least five minutes every night before I turn out the lights. And it actually helped a lot. My problem is if I sit down with a book, I will pass out on the book <laughs> right now. That, there's that problem too. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I don't read, I watch a lot of TV. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we were out of internet for a whole day on Tuesday, two weeks ago. The horror. <laughs> we're sitting in front of the TV going, it doesn't work. <laughs> I had to dig up my old DVDs and find something fun to watch, which ended up being really cool because I I uh, pulled out a movie I'd seen so long ago and forgot how much I loved it. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to give you some clues first to show you how awesome it is. It's gonna. It's got Ian McKellen in it, Tim Curry, Peter Boyle. If you don't know who he is, he was on uh, 
everybody loves Raymond. He was like the dad, the big doll guy. He was also Frankenstein in Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. Or not Frankenstein. He was the monster. Um, yeah, okay. He was in the Santa Claus and the second one. And uh, James Hong has a small role. And I'm just picking out the, the, the people who I, I am very familiar with. Alec Baldwin plays the main character. Does this sound familiar yet? What is his name not, again? I hey, haven't told tell you. Us. Oh. Okay. So it's not exactly steampunk, but it fits in with the uh, um, like the Rocketeer and uh, um, oh, what was that that uh, sort of uh, World War One um, space or not uh, Sky so Captain's like, World of Tomorrow would fit punk? sort of in there. Kind of diesel punk, kind of uh, Adam punk would be would be closer if you want to split hairs, but it's a little Baldwin punk. 1920s style, so stylish. Had a lot of uh, uh, Art Deco in 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 the movie. Is this it? still not a clue? Okay, it's a superhero movie before DC and Marvel started making movies. It was based on old Black radio Mass? program. Black Mass. Nope. What I'm talking Ooh. about is The Shadow. Okay, yeah, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I knew Alec Baldwin. Do you guys remember this movie? It has been forever. My dad loved The Shadow as a comic in the cartoon. I remember, I think I may have seen it. Because he's wearing purple, right? Uh, Is it a purple cape? Depending on on the scene and the lighting, but uh, he's in black, but there's a lot of, you know, purple colors in the scene when he's doing his mysterious... Uh, powers and, and what have you. Uh, the Shadow uh, used to be a radio program first. And so this movie really plays a lot on uh, classic radio and classic uh, movies. Uh, if, if you look it up on uh, Wikipedia or uh, IMDb, uh, a lot of the pictures in it are black and white. And it looks like, oh, this is, this is an old black and white film. The movie's not in black and white. They just chose to post these pictures this way, and it's awesome. It's uh, it's silly. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Tim Curry is amazing. Tim Curry is uh, also amazing. <laughs> uh, where 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 can I start with this thing? Um, I mean, it's all star cast. Uh, so so all, all the characters are just just dead on. Um, Tim Curry plays the uh, the sort of lascivious um toady of the the main villain who is uh the character is shiwan khan the last descendant of of uh genghis khan which is one of those things that doesn't make any sense if you know anything about genghis khan there will never be a last descendant of genghis khan. he has so every like how yeah, many people yeah. in the world are descended from him? Twelve percent of the entire population of the planet is descended from Genghis Khan. But that's not important. <laughs> the important thing is it wrote well in this radio program or this movie that based on a radio program. <laughs> it's so fun, so fun. Uh, the Shadow, uh, yeah, it's is based on a radio program after World War One. The, the in the in the the world, the the main character. Who's sort of like a Batman character, but uh, after World War One, he uh, is over in the Far East, becoming this this uh, opium drug lord. So he's he's a bad guy, Lamont Cranston, uh, and he uh, he is basically 
kidnapped by this Tibetan monk who has superpowers and taught taught out of his evil ways and and shown how to be a, a, a hero. But he knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men because he has been evil. And uh, so he learns the arts of uh, mesmerization and hypnotism, uh, which aren't anything like hypnotism in real life. They're more of a psychic power that lets you fog men's minds and allows him to be invisible and uh, allows him to let make you see things that aren't really there. It's a it's a it's a vague sort of superpower that they can kind of make do whatever they want. Uh, but that's just part of the that's that part of the the genre um, that you just have to buy into as you watch this movie. And it's it's beautiful. Like like I said, it's uh, 1920s. You got your classic cars, but not real cars. More like stylized fake cars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're far more fashionable than real cars ever were. <laughs> yeah, they're like concept cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's an imagined world that you wish was the 1920s, and everything <laughs> is art uh, art deco. And uh, all the women it's are beautiful. Art Deco than Art Deco. Oh, <laughs> uh, but man, I love this movie, and I can't I... believe I'd not seen it for I don't know fifteen, twenty years. Uh, so I, I remember it. I think I've seen it once. Well, I, I I recommend it. Take a look at it again as an adult. I think I watched it when <laughs> I was like a teenager, and I just thought you know it was really cool. But now I recognize all the authors actors who i didn't know then yeah i i can pick out all these these details that you know were a loss to me as a kid i just thought it was a good movie yeah i was wrong it was a really good movie Woohoo! yeah it came out in 94 so i was 1994 yeah yeah i was a senior in high school it was weird and i probably didn't see it until i hit cable someplace yeah i think that's what happened well cool i'll have to watch it again that that is my my recommendation <laughs> for the show. Um, oh man, the cinematography so beautiful. <laughs> there, there's there's this scene where Shiwan Khan, the the bad guy, uh, is uh, sort of kneeling on the floor and he's wearing this this Tibetan or Chinese uh, set of robes that match the tile on the floor. And it starts real up close and it zooms out. And at first you don't know what you're looking at. Until he starts moving and the fabric sort of moves against the, the tile floor. And you're like, is that CGI? What is going on? It, it looks, and it's it's not. It's just like a really gorgeous piece, garment that, that blew my mind for just that, you know, that 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, I don't know how long it took them to set that up or how many takes it took them to do it. It's really cool. So yeah, you got psychic powers and Asian <laughs> Kung Fu and... Uh, atomic weapons and crazy stuff. <laughs> I, I could go on. Yeah, right. Great movie. Uh, Check it out. That's that's my report for okay. the new year. <laughs> nice. I will. I will look for that on streaming. I guess I'm gonna need to watch that again. I didn't realize Tim Curry's been in damn everything. I mean, he pops up everywhere. And he's his characters in each show are like so different. Like you, if you were just to see him in this show, you'd think he he was kind of a greasy, slimy, lascivious little weasel, and that would be you know his archetype. His that's the character he'd play. Nope. To be fair, no, he's, yeah. he's overplaying like an 
overbearing demon with huge horns and uh uh in some scared other thing. the crap out of me and i loved it <laughs> i loved legend he could he, he could the evil guy anything. in home alone 2 he was in Clue. I mean, hello. He was Clue Wadsworth. was fantastic. He was Clue. <laughs> I don't think you could have that movie without him. No, yeah. you couldn't. Mm-hmm. No, I, it was no one plus two plus two plus one. No, it's two plus one plus one plus two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had the poster that the movie theater was giving away. Yeah, because we went and saw it in the theater, and it was just yeah. He is, but his let his character in Legends scared the pants off of me so and my stepdad knew it scared me and so he would hide behind the couch and make like the ledge like the laugh yeah it was so bad i ended up falling on the floor one time screaming <laughs> my mom was like what's going on and she's like he was like we're just playing yeah, it scared me so bad but yeah he is he can meld into any role and just yeah muppet treasure island yeah i forget he's in that <laughs> yes he is <laughs> Clown in the sewer. Oh, oh, I watched that with my mom when it first aired. And yeah, he was. Have you seen the behind the scenes shot of him with the blanket around him holding the cigarette? Dressed as Pennywise. <laughs> <No. laughs> Which takes some of the fear out of it. But yeah, he, he put makeup on him and you can't tell it's him. He's so, he's that good. Yeah, he's just amazing. <laughs> Wow, we actually didn't run over tonight. Everybody did their homework, and we still have 10 minutes left. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we talked about drinking for a long time, too. Oh, we did. So, something well, else I wanted to something bring else. Up. Oh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> what I really wanted to do, and I pulled this book because, I mean, it's important, but um, I didn't get to watch the movie I wanted to watch to come tell you guys about it. So next time, i just kind of like get everyone revved up for this. I did not see the Aeronauts on HBO. I don't know if any of you guys know about it. It's about um oh heck. The guy who plays one of the main characters in the new sequel for or I guess prequels for Harry Potter. He plays the the one that does the um that's like the the animal gatherer character, the one that writes the book the monster book. It's that actor, I can't remember his name. And the woman who played the main female lead in Star Wars Rogue One do a movie about doing like getting in a balloon and going as high as you can go. Oh, we watched I that. I haven't I watched it yet. About. Yeah, Eddie, so, Eddie Redmayne is... Yeah, Eddie Redmayne. Thanks, Rita. And, yeah, so I'm I'm fan- I'm going to be getting into that and watching it and coming back to you with my take on it. So Yeah, that came but, out and I completely forgot about it and never watched Yeah, because because COVID came out. It's 2019. That's what, yeah. <clears throat> and it just, everything kind of went weird. Okay, well, I'll watch it too. We'll have a... It's on... HBO, I think, right? Yeah, it was on HBO. Okay, we were watching uh, the rest of. I think we were just finishing the Expanse, and it came out as a as a as a preview for it on HBO for some random. Where I'm completely off, it might have been something we were watching, but it came on. And we're like, why haven't we seen this? First yeah, off, it's the girl from Rogue One, and it's Eddie Redmayne, and it's about balloons in like the late 1800s. It yeah. just got lost. I watched straight it. up a movie I, I need to be know. watching. I don't know how I saw it. I have I have Netflix and Amazon Prime and that's it. But I I know I saw that movie. Since you're about to see it, it was an me, Amazon let me, movie. Let me say, don't worry that's about why. the dog. It's on Amazon. I'm wrong. It's Nothing bad Amazon. happens to the dog. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they play with your feelings a little bit there at the beginning, but he'll be okay. I'm sure. Yeah, it was an Amazon Prime, which is why you saw it on the Expanse because it's an yeah. Amazon Prime movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a whole big fanfare about it, and then the world collapsed. I was like, oh, it's a steampunk movie. Yeah. COVID. 
<laughs> yeah. It was Although, as long as keeping up with the expanse, it is it is grade A awesome. If you like science, if you like more realistic science fiction, it's brilliant in so many ways. I cannot even begin to describe how amazing the expanse is. <laughs> I want to take. I mean, if you just took, it's kind of like Dune. If you took the way the if you took all the characters and just put them in a completely different setting, it would still fit. Like, um, it really feels to me like old world trying to colonize the new world. And all it's, the issues that happened. Well, that's then, exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, you could stick them in a medieval setting as well, or you could stick it into a super hyper-futuristic setting or a modern setting. The characters are really what make the story go. It's just the the the, the, the way they've put the um, the hard science fiction in it. It just it just pops correctly. Yeah. Dax, have you seen the? Have you watched the Expanse at all? Uh, we watched the first. I think we went through three seasons. Um. And then moved on to other things and haven't come back. No, okay. Not because we didn't I, like it, just because there's yeah. a lot of things. Well, you need to go back. <laughs> so it, to be fair, it, it, it kind of, uh, I understand the feeling of the, the slog through kind of season three. Yeah, but, a little Because like season one, for like the first half a season, you're just like, all this stuff has no connection. And yeah. then you get to like the last episode. It's like, holy yeah. crap, it, all, it yeah. all comes together. And then season two is fixing all that problem. And then you get kind of this breath in season three where they're doing the long game of setting up the next, like literally they're taking three books and setting up yeah. the plot line. And it's a lot, it, it, it's little tiny breadcrumbs getting, getting you there, but five and six go real fast. Yeah. And Christian is my favorite. I love that woman so much. Oh, um, she drummer? is no Christian. The, um, Christ- the president of the. Oh gosh. She is, every time she's on stage. Christian uh, she is so, she's so great. Yeah, Funny enough, yeah, all of her um, jewelry. Sorry, I froze. I don't know if I'm still here. No, you're here. <laughs> okay. All of her jewelry is hers. Um, she actually got in trouble transferring it back and forth across uh, the Canadian border because they thought she was purchasing it and pay taxes on it. Oh, and no. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot of a lot of fun with that. And so they actually had to get costume jewelry for the rest of the uh, the next ones. But pretty much all the clothes you see her in in the first two okay. seasons are all hers. There, yeah, um, she is. Yeah. yeah, that woman is. And she actually, I, my brother and I were talking about it on Twitter, and I said something about Shorag Dashalu and how much, how much I loved her, and she liked my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother was like, "Did you see this?" Like, yeah, this. It's a screenshot moment right there. <laughs> yes, I saved it. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really liked Thomas Jane. The, yeah, he was the actor. He he was what what really drove me for season one, and I miss him. Yeah, um, I do too. We, we really wish that they, yeah. That it was very sad. I mean, he got him to come back in and out, but yeah, he was because I read the first. I read the first book, and that first book is just it blew my mind. I don't usually read a lot of science fiction; it's not, it's not for me. But yeah, that first book just because I saw the ad for it on Sci-Fi because it was coming out. And I'm like, okay, this looks. <laughs> I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to investigate this. And the um the writers are they uh, worked with George R. R. Martin because it's two writers. They worked with George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And they've written some of the episodes of the series over the, the course of the series. They've written a lot of episodes. And yeah, that first book just blew my mind. It was so good. It was just. I want to go back and read them, but I'm kind of saddened that my favorite character in the entire show isn't really a, a singular character. She's like eight different characters. It's, um, it's Drummer. 
she's oh, actually drummer? written around multiple different characters yeah. because they don't translate well to television in the way that they've had to kind of dumb it down a little bit. Yeah. So that she's an amalgamation of multiple characters. Yeah. Well, I like her character on the screen, but yeah, no, the, I'm glad they were able to finish it out. The Amazon brought it, let them play it out. So. Yeah. I want, I want some sort of extended series. Give me, give me any character. I don't care who we follow. I just love, <laughs> I love the universe. Uh, well, yeah, I guess anybody, it's uh, moving on toward that time. Anybody well, got anything else? Uh, I did want to mention uh, one of our listeners, Vi Sci-Fi, uh, texted us or sent us a little message a month ago now because we haven't had a show since then um, and suggested to me Hey, look up this thing to find uh, other suggestions on things to talk about on the show. And I, I just wanted to show, I just wanted to give the this resource because we're not going to talk about all the things that are here. Um, but he said, uh, in his neck of the woods, he's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, there is a meetup group. Remember meetup.com? That was a thing. Uh, there's a meetup group that uh, is there called 505 Steampunk and. Uh, they, they have, you know, like regular discussions about, oh, check this new thing out. Check out this other thing. These are the things that are going on in steampunk that they are running across, okay. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, let me just uh, grab this link here and send it in. So if you're in Shove New Mexico, uh, this is a good place to uh, meet new people. And uh, if you're not, it's still a good place to, you know, follow their discussions and see what links they, they link to. And I'm going to be following them so I can find something to talk about on this show on occasion. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I wanted to throw that up there. I want to thank Vice Sci-Fi for making that suggestion. Uh, that Yeah, that that's cool. I, I love the feedback when anybody has anything to suggest to us. I want to oh, yeah. make sure we share that. Definitely. Very cool. Thank you. Okay, so let's start the end of the show spiel. Um, we want to thank, of course, our patrons who are... Uh, allowing us to keep this show going and we're, we're using your, your patronage to host the uh, podcast on podbean.com. So thank you. Uh, the Dowager Der- Duchess, Claire bear, uh, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, uh, Kitty Vincent, who has listened and, and commented tonight. So I know she's uh, listening and Rita and Lawrence Allen, uh, who are always our best listeners. Uh, thank you for listening and, and throwing us a, Buying us a beer once a month, uh, as we say, so we can posting this. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection. If you're not watching us live, that's where we are. Um, you can email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. Um, I mentioned our, our podcast on Texas Steampunk Connection dot podbean dot com. And we're on Twitter at TX Steam Connect One. Our music is brought to you by zapsplat.com. So, all right. Uh, anything else anybody have to, to add to the show? What a good way to start the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's all hope that this new year brings something better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I heard that joke about it, this being 2022. Two, yeah. <laughs> we're hoping that's not going to be. We want that. something something better. Something better. Something new and exciting and different. But not too exciting. We've, we've had some exciting things. <laughs> exciting in a good way. Enjoy. Good, exciting. <laughs> Positive, yes. Positive, exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Uh, until next time, mind your gauges. Have a good night, everybody. Night, y'all. Good night.